Welcome back to the AFL Europe podcast. On today's edition of One Kick Later, we're joined by Victoria Benyuk from Warsaw, Poland. Uh, growing up in Australia, Victoria wasn't really sporting inclined, interestingly enough. Didn't know much about footy at all, but got into it once she moved over to Warsaw and watched her husband play. Um, she spent years playing in the men's team in Warsaw as there wasn't a women's team for her to join. However, recently she got to play in the first ever women's game of Aussie rules on Polish soil at the Nisa Cup, um, which was super, super exciting. And she'll be the co-captain of the Polish Angels at the Euro Cup next week in Edinburgh in Scotland, which is great. And it'll be the first time that Poland has a women's team at the tournament. So some huge news on that front. Um, Victoria was good enough to sit down with us and chat all things footy, how she got into it, why she loves the culture, the people, and, and how the growth in Poland, particularly in the women's game, has happened so quickly, um, especially post-pandemic, which is has been incredible to hear. So sit back, listen away, and enjoy. Victoria, thanks very much for joining us on this episode of the AFL Europe podcast. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So to start, uh, let's just learn a little bit about you uh what's your you're currently based in in warsaw in poland but um i tell am a bit about your your background in, in afl and how you first got into the game you've been playing over there in warsaw okay um well you can probably hear from my accent that i'm not polish born um born and raised in sydney uh but i do have polish heritage which kind of landed me in the more immigrant southwest suburbs of sydney so my first contact with afl didn't happen until i was in poland and until i was here for a good proper time um my my husband kind of got interested in in any and all things australian after coming out to australia to visit me at one point and that did include footy which he found on i don't know espn sports or something mm-hmm. that was available in in Poland at the time and he enjoyed watching the sport and he's i mean he likes sport, but he'll follow the fo- he'll follow soccer in much the way that most people do once every four years when his country may or may not get into the World Cup. Um, so he wasn't like some sort of sports nut who would spend the best part of his weekend watching television or whatever, but he would make a committed effort to get up in the early hours of the morning to watch AFL. And then years later don't even know how by complete accident we find out on Facebook that there are people kicking a red Sharon around somewhere in Warsaw and I'm like you know you're interested in Australian stuff you need more friends off you go so actually it was my husband who got involved first and I would go and watch occasional games and trainings and you know my kids would go and we'd cheer him on and it was all good fun and I'd kind of sit there jealous going oh I really want to have a go but like this is his group of people. This is his hobby and it's his friends. And actually about six months of this goes on and, and we're driving home from a training one time and he goes, don't you want to give it a shot? I'm like, yes, so badly. So I started going to trainings regularly with him after that. Uh, and now I play with the boys and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's interesting. You hear a lot about Australians coming over to Europe, having never played Aussie rules and then getting into it over, over here, which I guess bodes well for... For the sport in Europe but um, you mentioned there you are playing with 
the boys in Warsaw. And I know you've been doing that for a little bit of time, but recently you got to play with the girls in Poland in the first all-female game uh, at the Nissa Cup. How was that experience? Oh, it's so good. And it has literally been a matter of months. Um, We've got a couple more girls coming uh, regularly to Warsaw trainings. Um, We've not really played any games as a Warsaw team with the other girls yet. But yeah, like you mentioned, we have a uh, small town of Nyssa. It's in southwestern Poland. uh, And they amazingly have a really strong both men's and women's team. Um, So, I mean, there's also girls playing other parts of Poland. But yeah, largely, largely it's that one town of Nyssa who supplied a whole bunch of women uh, in, into the AFL uh, for Poland. And we went out there for the International Nyssa Cup, massive event, wonderful event. Uh, we had the Crocs come out from Berlin and Dragons from Prague. We had some Galas come out from Austria and we had a good day of footy. And the first ever women's game of football was played against the girls from Nyssa with a ragtag team of whatever women turned up in Nyssa to play footy that day as well. Um, And it was intense. It was really hardcore. I was not expecting the women to be that fierce. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Something I've learned is they are footy mad over there in Nyssa. And it's really interesting, just a small little Polish town, but they are crazy for it over there. Um, So... Compare the experiences, I suppose, of playing with the lads in Warsaw to getting an opportunity to finally play a women's game on Polish soil. I mean, what did that mean to you personally and how did the experiences compare? Was it just as ferocious? Was it more ferocious? I grew up being a bit of a tomboy, um, if you can call it that. So I was a little bit concerned about these things when it came to women's football that, you know, I'd have to... I don't know, someone might be a bit precious that I'd have to be a bit more careful that maybe I had to hold back or whatever. So for me to know that there's a group of chicks who can take it as hard as they give and it's just no hold, no, no, um, no one's holding back. And, and at the end of the day, you can still go out and have a beer and, you know, it's everyone's still friends is really, really positive and exciting. And it's great that, you know, this self-declared, former tomboy has found women who are you know like-minded so it's really great to have been able to expand my group of friends that way as well it's really good yeah I mean having seen a lot of women's footy myself it's certainly the uh endeavor and the attack and the ferocity of it is absolutely on par with the men's game if not more at some times it can be quite frightening to watch from the sidelines especially seeing um, just how good and how strong the game's developing um, over here in Europe and back home in Australia. It, it really is uh, ferocious I'd, these I'd days. Never seen, I'd never seen women play football until I was on the field doing it. <laughs> and I was really surprised. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. It's, it, I mean, it's a pleasant surprise, but I suppose it, it, it bodes well for the direction that the game, uh, the game is heading. Um, and footy in general in Poland, what's the scene like uh, in, in Warsaw, I suppose? I know in Krakow, they're trying to grow the game. Obviously, it's man in Nyssa. But, but what about Warsaw? How long has the team been around? Are you endeavouring to get a consistent women's side together? What's sort of on the horizons for it? Um, Warsaw is where it started. I think this is back in 2019, if I'm not. I might, I might be a year or two off here or there. I don't really know. I wasn't there at the time. Um, but uh, a bunch of guys, and they weren't all Aussie, uh, decided to meet up for a kick one day and they said well this is great fun we should see where this goes 
Um, that grew to two teams. So the Warsaw Boars and the Warsaw Bisons, which is great because it does give us some opportunity to play more games, have derbies, that sort of thing. Um, remarkably, it's predominantly Polish at this point. Like we've still got the Aussies who started it, who came in early days knowing what football was, um, what footy was. Uh, still coming regularly to trainings and, and taking an active role in, in running in coaching and, and, and helping out and everything. But increasingly it's, it's Polish people who do it. And I think that's really something that's we've noticed a lot across Poland. And I think it's something we're very proud of is that we have predominantly Polish teams and uh, I, I, I'd probably, I don't think I'd be wrong in saying that we've had games in which there's not been an Aussie on the field, which I think is, since 2019 it's been three years it's I think it's remarkable um to get that many people from you know not having known the sport to to being that involved um so Warsaw's continuing to grow that continuing to look for um you know if anyone ever wants to come out to Warsaw and join a training feel free um what else are we doing we've we've reached out recently to the Gaelic community the Gaelic footy community so I think there might be some potential for uh growth and rivalry in Warsaw there we are definitely definitely looking to get more women coming to training um some of the Gaelic girls have started coming more regularly we've got a couple of Polish rugby players who are feeling feeling things out so I think it's really just a matter of time as people kind of join and, and see Warsaw grow I think it's a really interesting theme that I've noticed across Eastern Europe is a lot of the Eastern European teams possess a lot more players from that country as opposed to Australians. Whereas here in the UK and there's a ton of Australians who obviously love it and get amongst it. And there's yeah. a lot of terrific UK players too, but uh, Eastern Europe, especially like in Poland and, and, and Croatia, I know have got a really big contingent of Croatians who, who play in those sides. So it's really, really exciting and it bodes well for Euro Cup, which is coming up in a couple of weeks in June. And I know Poland will be bringing a women's team to the Euro Cup for the first time. Um, yep. You'll be there yourself, Victoria. And I believe you'll be the captain as well. Am I right? Co-vice-captain. -ca Co-captain, vice-captain. So talk to me like about that. I mean, that. How exciting is that? I'll, I will definitely be the loudest person on the field because that's just my job. Um, uh, yeah, um, again, incredible because most of the girls have only been paying footy for a couple of months. So, I mean, aside from everything else, their enthusiasm and their commitment to the sport to travel all that way and get involved in that level is really, really astonishing. And I'm very, very proud that we have got a great group of girls, um, who love the sport and who are going to come out and wear the white and red proudly. And it's been very exciting uh, seeing it evolve from really, it was just, it was an empty declaration made last year into a void where there was one woman playing and I'm waving at you now um, <laughs> in all of Poland to go, we will send a women's team out there next year. And to see that I was like, you guys are nuts. Okay, fine. Like I'm, I'm going to be here, a supportive member of AFL Poland and a supportive member of AFL Warsaw. Yeah, fine. We'll send a women's team out there, but I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do it. And they've, 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 they've done it. They've supported these women across the country. They've got them involved. Um, and it's, it was, it's been so much fun. It's been so much fun learning the skills and it's been so much fun uh collaborating to design a logo and now we're all excited about our uniforms it's just been remarkable to see it happen so quickly and 
with so few months behind us in terms of actual practical skills and tactics and everything else just I think uh Warsaw Angels Polish Angels sorry if you can edit the Warsaw bit out with the Polish Angels debuting I mean it's come from nowhere yes. very very quickly you were sh shouting out to the void this time a year ago with just yourself playing in Poland and now you've got a full women's team collaborating preparing for Euro Cup yeah. in which is you know under three weeks away which is super super exciting um it's great there'll be a Polish women's team there what are the expectations like, though? Because you mentioned at the Nissa Cup, you yourself having only played against boys before, you were quite pleasantly surprised at the standard of competition that the, the Polish girls brought. Have you heard much about some of the, the Irish and the GB teams that are out there and are going to be at Euro Cup? What are your expectations have, like for the team? I have heard a lot about the other teams. Um, I won't lie. I'm a little bit anxious. I'm a little bit nervous. Also very, very excited to see what it's going to be like actually coming up against them. I mean, facts is facts. And we've had a women's team for all of a couple of weeks now. Um, and most of the girls have only had a small amount of experience with footy itself. Um, I've had slightly more than the other girls, but I have come from a completely a sporting background. So like, I still sometimes struggle to know which way is my goal. Um, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't bode well for how we're going to do on the day, but uh, the ferocity, the um, power, the commitment, um, the, the force I saw from the girls in that game in Nyssa, uh, I, I do reckon uh, we we might surprise some people. Yeah, know, I mean, I think um, the expectations, you never know. You're, you're, you're a complete unknown. I'm, I'm thinking back to the Fitzpatrick Cup in Cardiff earlier this year. We sort of had um, a uni from Northern Ireland, which is another place that is really on the come up in terms of its uh, Aussie rules presence, come to a, a tournament for the first time. No one knew what to expect. And then the uni from Belfast won the whole thing. So maybe the Polish angels, who knows? I mean, the Irish teams are, are looking pretty tough to beat these days, but um, the, the Polish angels, who knows, maybe you can come and surprise a few. You're certainly the exponential growth and the rate at which it's growing in terms of the women's game in Poland is, is faster than, than anywhere else, which, which bodes well. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what will happen with the women's team? What will we shall see? Um, in terms of the men's team, the the Devils did very much the same thing back in uh, whenever the last Euro Cup was, because obviously then we had the very uh, wonderful coronavirus that put everything on hold for a while. Yeah, but at the last Euro Cup, I think. Yeah. yeah, last Euro Cup, same sort of thing happened with the with the Polish Devils. So the first team, the men's team, is that they basically got a group of guys together, managed to send them out, uh, played six games, lost six games. But by all accounts, there were some people trembling in their boots at the very sight of the Polish Devils just because of the attitude and the ferocity with which they, they played and the way they behaved on and off the field. Uh, yeah. And I mean, a psychological aspect is, a, is a, in my experience, a fair part of the game. It's not just what comes off your boot and what's in your muscles, but what goes on in your head as well. So I think um, the Polish Angels... And the Devils definitely uh, might be exciting to watch. Absolutely. I mean, the mental game can can change things. And I guarantee the Devils, from their experience in 2019, will have learnt an awful lot that they can bring into um, the Euro Cup this year. And I think the Angels, yeah, you're debutants, but it's a really good learning opportunity. And you sort of can 
see where you're at and you're playing against the benchmark of women's competition in Europe and you can see how you stack up against the very best. And then there you go. You've got something to aspire to for 2023 when you all come back. Um, shifting quickly away from uh, Polish football, back to your own background. I just yes. find it interesting having sort of grown up in Sydney, not particularly been interested in football and then made the change. Have you jumped on the AFL or AFLW since getting into footy over here? Are you supporting teams? Are you following it all back home? Or is it very much just the operating within the Warsaw bubble? Um, I really, I wish I had a good excuse. I really don't. Um, I don't follow any sport and I really don't enjoy it. And it wasn't something that I grew up with at home. Like neither my, it's usually a men's thing. So neither my dad or my brother, but my mum, we didn't watch any sports on the telly at all. Um, the extent of my sports as a kid was, was swimming and dance lessons. Um, so, and I'm, I'm really apologetic to all the people who, you know, they follow their teams and they, they invest time and they yell at the TV screens and I get how exciting it is, but it's mm -hmm. a no, no, I can't. I've, I've, maybe it's my personality. Maybe I'm a bit ADHD. I can't sit down in front of the television for that long. I'm really sorry. I find this really, really fascinating, though, because having gone from no sporting background to firmly entrenching yourself in footy in Poland, as much it's as you have, classic. I mean, you've been playing with the men's team. Now yeah. you're sort of fronting the women's as a co-captain. Where did the it, affinity for football and the sport in terms of playing it come from? Did it just develop? You said you sort of liked watching your husband. So you got into it on that in that way? That sounds, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was 100% the social aspect. The quality of people who were my husband's friends at training, the support, the love, you know, getting around everyone just and, and the social beers afterwards and everything that goes on behind the scenes of footy is absolutely what attracted me to it. And if it wasn't this amazing group of people, there was absolutely, there'd be nothing. There would be nothing you could get me to do to put on a pair of boots and make me run around for an hour and a half every Monday. There would no nothing, no amount of money in the world would get me to do it. It's these people I look forward to seeing every week. They're my brothers, they're my family. I don't know, love them to pieces. Um, and uh, I'm detached from the girls geographically, but again, like there's a sisterhood growing and it's amazing. And it's, it's, it's what I do for them because I'm a lot involved in the AFL, like behind the scenes. Um, organizing events and trying to grow from, it's not just the playing aspect for me and I do it because I, I do it because I I love these people and I want us to continue having fun and, and having this shared hobby um, going back around to actually watching footy and following teams and all those sorts of things I think I've watched two games of AFL in my life and they were both grand finals days and the only reason I did is because the rest of the team went out and did it and it, again, it was a social aspect more than anything else. I'm pretty sure I spent more time looking at my friends than I did looking at the screen. Um, someone won. It was great. Uh, <laughs> there were pies. There were beers. There was a raffle. It was a proper day. <laughs> I think um, the social aspect is ultimately what draws a lot of people um, to, to the game and, and putting the boots on, which is great because the quality of people in and amongst these competitions are obviously what you know make them as successful as they are. And it gets people down to training and gets people putting on the boots in game day um, on game day. I know some people in my team here in London are probably five to 10 years past their prime, but just don't want to miss out on the social aspects. So they put on the boots each week and give it a go just so that they can have those, those, those drinks with everyone afterwards. And I think um, for Euro Absolutely. cup, that's certainly the social aspect is just as big as the, 
competitive one. So it'll be a good chance to meet some folks from all around Europe who love the game just as much as you do. Absolutely. And I have, I can absolutely by no means comment on what kind of people go to other sports because this is the only experience I've had, but AFL has just drawn in so many wonderful people. And I do believe like, like a disclaimer, I don't know what other people, what kind of people go to different sports, but there is something about the Aussie values of mateship and about, you know, supporting the battler and just these like, just good, like, uh, uh, good sportsmanship and fair play and everything there's there's rivalry we want to do better we want to improve ourselves we want to win against competition we want to there's definitely that sporting aspect but at the end of the day you come off the field um you've just yelled abuse at your teammate who's done something absolutely ridiculous on the field you come off and it's still hugs and it's still you know respect and it's just just good quality fun and it's it's really brought it's attracted top top people in warsaw and in poland like being very very lucky to to meet the people that i have through the sport so just finally then victoria as someone who had no sporting background sporting interest at all and you've gotten into it as much as you have what's your pitch out there to anyone considering trying a social sport or giving footy a go who may otherwise not be so inclined to it for the very reasons that you weren't why should someone come down and get involved in a training session at Warsaw why should they come down and give it a go in Croatia or in the UK wherever you may have the opportunity to play some footy I really don't know what the pitch is to make them come um but I think it's I really wish I did have a pitch. Um, but basically, most people who turn up once, they stay. So may as well give it a go. I think there's no greater line than that is it doesn't matter why you need to come down. Just trust me that if you give it a go once, you'll stay because everyone yep. comes back. And that's certainly uh, what I've found too. And it bodes well for the quality of, uh, I guess, the quality time you'll have out there getting amongst those teams and, and, and that atmosphere. Yeah. Absolutely. It is um, good fun. Listen, Victoria, it's been a pleasure having you uh, on the show today. Thanks very much for your time. Um, we appreciate your open uh, openness, your honesty, your candor as well. I'm sure everyone will love the humour and the jokes. Um, oh. Best of luck for Euro Cup. Um, I'll see you there in, in Edinburgh in a couple of weeks' time. And congratulations on everything that's going on at the moment with AFL Poland, AFL Warsaw, the the NICER Cup and the growth of the game over there. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, look very much forward to seeing you. Good to know that you'll be out there in in Scotland as well. Um, Absolutely, even at work, 50% of my mind is occupied with with that. So I'm very much looking forward to it and I'll, I'll see you there. See you there, Victoria. Thanks very much. Bye. Okay, that's a wrap on the AFL Europe podcast. This was episode 35, another edition of our One Kick Later series. As always, thanks very much for tuning in and giving it a listen. Thanks again to Victoria for giving us her time. Can't wait to see her uh, and how the Polish Angels fare at the Euro Cup next weekend. Um, To those listeners who are not yet subscribed, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And we'll see you next time on the AFL Europe podcast. Thanks again.